Hi beautiful ones, this is Luna here and welcome back to a new episode of Body Poetry Podcast. So as usual, it's very spontaneous. <laughs> um, I haven't uploaded a new episode in months. Very sorry about that. Life has happened. And um, yeah, many projects, many things going on and actually many shifts also happening. And about that, I feel like this is something that we can all relate to. I mean, shifts in general, but also this um, cycle of death and rebirth. So what I mean by that is that cycle of ending and beginning, right? And I mean, of course, there is a new year. I don't really want to make a whole fuss about it. Um, because I genuinely do believe that we always, always start anew. We always start fresh. Um, change is a constant, right? It's always here. It's always happening. So whether it's a new year or something else, there's always, um, yeah, this new beginning or this, uh, rather this ending and this new beginning happening. Um, and... I will be talking about endings today and about this notion of closure, um, seeking closure. And I feel like this is something we all do, seeking closure. Um, and I've realized that a lot of people around me uh, have been trying to find closure in the way that when I say that, it's it's walking away we try to find a sort of closure and a conclusion to something in order to move on. We look for that thing, for that last word or that last answer or that last paper to then move on. And I don't know why I really wanted to reflect on that. I think it's because I've been hearing a lot of stories, um, similar stories around me. And this is also something that I've been going through. I've uh, been through a breakup and as months ago. And um, yeah, I've all, I felt like I didn't feel like I had to have that one last Actually, it's not true. <laughs> what I'm saying right now is not true. I did seek closure. And I think mostly because um, in that story, we tried so many times and we tried until the end, the end of it. And really, we looked for that closure, which is also funny now that I'm saying it out loud. Anyway, so as you can tell, <laughs> I haven't written that part down at all. Um, so as usual, it's very, very raw, right? But about seeking closure. So when we ruminate on past events and we fail to understand why and how, we can really quickly feel trapped. So whether it's a destructive relationship, work stagnation, toxic friendship or just bad decisions when it comes to financial resources, it's often difficult to understand, to heal, and to make a fresh start after going through such a life episode. 
But what exactly do I mean by closure or conclusion? This notion is widely um, popular, right, um, in the mainstream world, and most often uh, within a context uh, related to relationships or, or romance, I would say. So it's it's a feeling of completion, like sort of like it's complete. Like we need to feel that it's done, that it's over. And including rationally understanding the why and the how of a given event in order to be able to assimilate it and give it a meaning. So it's quite interesting to look at the history of closure. And historically speaking, the concept of closure comes from the works by the psychologist and psychiatrist Luma Zagarnik, I hope I pronounce it well, uh, who specializes in cognition research. From a cognitive point of view, this means that we retain long-lasting situations or events that are perceived as incomplete or unfinished. And along the same lines, there's actually a study from 2010 that shows that this also applies to... Um, the emotions process, so how people process their emotions. And what's interesting is that also their thoughts and regrets seem to have um, more often to do with what they fail to do. So the, the people tend to analyze, and I would even say overanalyze, what they didn't succeed in doing in a certain relationship or situation, whatever it is. And so these results show that situations that are unresolved or seem to be unfinished in some way or another can play a big role in our psyche and can really impact our psyche. And it's human, right, to get lost in conjectures and to be dazed by what-ifs but this quite natural tendency can prevent you from taking a step back. That's, that's the thing. And instead of moving forward, we spend our energy on ruminating on the past just to get a conclusion. To reach the conclusion that we need, there are several factors that must be taken into account. First of all, the cognitive component, so the amount and frequency of thoughts on the situation. Then the emotions, the exact nature of our feelings. And finally, the memory left um, through this particular event. Um, so so what, what, um, yeah, what, what we remember, basically. From, from what happened. So to find closure in a situationship, I will call it like this, <laughs> to find closure in a situationship, it's necessary to understand the ins and outs and to welcome plus process the emotions that can occur. This closing process is self, is being able to be self-compassionate. Really, really, really important. It's possible that a case is never actually closed, right? 
because we have no control over the acts or on the personal development of others. This closing process must therefore be focused on the self with a big S, but also on the teachings that can be drawn from a given situation or even and on the how this can help us grow. On how this can help us grow. Please bear that in mind. Now, why do we often feel like prisoners in these situations? Why do we feel like we're so stuck? When we seek to close something, sometimes we may feel trapped in this process and there are many reasons that this happens. Some experiences may particularly be painful then it becomes really difficult to welcome and process all the emotions that arise, right? Situations that involve uh, complicated or intense grief, such as, you know, a sudden death of a loved one or um, a distressing divorce, it may be accompanied by emotional difficulty. By that, I mean that some questions can remain unanswered. If that's something you are going through, I want you to know that you do not have to have all the answers in order to move on. That's where you need to be as self-compassionate as possible. And I just had a call earlier with um, a student of mine and she will recognize herself. And I told her that being stuck is just a feeling after all. Stuckness is just a feeling like another. It's just like a cloud passing by and just like every feeling, it's temporary. And I highly believe that stuckness is just a story and a feeling that we create, but we're never really stuck. It's just like when we say that the sun is always shining, right? It's, it's a constant, we're, movement is a constant. So we're always, always moving. We're never really trapped. We can choose how we want to move and when we want to move. But we're always, always, always moving, right? T time is a thing. <laughs> time flies and the world is moving. The body is changing. We're always evolving. We're always, 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 always changing. So you're never really stuck. Stuckness is just a feeling. Also, Situations that are based on someone else's desires, like an unwanted breakup, for example, um, can happen. So in this kind of circumstances, many people seek answers in order to regain a sense of mastery, the impression of having some control over the course of their lives. And it's indeed often a delicate thing to move on from a situation in which we have been hurt by others even when the negative events are very recent or in sometimes consequences involve a leap into the unknown and it's difficult to move ahead, right? This is particularly the case when one is forced um, to leave a comfortable framework or, um, uh, yeah, or even just a comfortable framework of a romantic relationship, for example. And this transition can generate strong anxiety and um, a desire to remain um, in, a, in a familiar situation. 
So the consequences are that we struggle to let go. So I want you to see things from a, another perspective and another approach. This approach implies understanding that others may never give us all the answers to the questions that we ask ourselves. And in the end, that can even be a gift more than anything else. In the end, trying to reach for a conclusion can lead to suffering. We can rather decide to see the situation as an opportunity to find a conclusion in ourselves or to find the right answers in ourselves. And when I say that is, is that sometimes we feel that we have to have the answers from other people and from outside of ourselves, but actually they're right within you. And that sounds very cliche and probably like this sort of spiritual <laughs> things that you see everywhere on Instagram and stuff, but I'm not here for that, right? I'm not here to give you some, um, sorry for my, my English, but bullshit um, stuff, right? I'm here to actually tell you what, what I've been learning through these experiences. And yes, the answers are truly within your heart. They really are within your guts, within your instincts, within your intuition. Um, does that make sense? <laughs> so ideally, this conclusion must be meaningful, right? The conclusion you have in your heart, it's, it must be meaningful, but also driven by a feeling of self-compassion. It should lead to the right learnings that keep on appearing and changing throughout our life anyway. So there are three steps to follow to reach a state of closure in regards to, again, my experiences. And um, yeah, I hope this can help you. So if you're trying to close a situation, it may be useful to, to tackle three distinct tasks to fully understand the situation, to explore and to express emotions. So... In other words, it's about understanding that one experience is only one episode of your life movie and it is not a life-defining event. It is not a life-defining event. Please keep that in mind. Actually, write it down somewhere and put it on, on your fridge, on your mirror, somewhere in your house. Please. Okay, so first step is... Understanding what happened. Try to understand without overanalyzing the situation. It's a targeted thinking process. It's important to define the conditions of that process. You can dedicate an a whole afternoon on it and then end the session by writing down your thoughts journal or even write a letter to yourself or to the people that may be concerned or that may be involved. The intention is to learn and to grow, not to blame anyone or deny reality. It happened and it happened the way it happened. That's it. Please allow authentic reflection here. Second step, explore your feelings. Your main task here is to accept 
all sorts of emotions, even the negative or difficult ones. Welcome them and allow yourself to feel them fully. Sometimes we try to escape them by doing something else. We suppress them because they can be painful. But pain is part of life. And by avoiding it, we block the energy that may transform into a sort of illness or body discomfort, even pain. It is necessary, even essential, to accept them, to express them, write down, dance, scream, breathe, all sorts of things are available for you to feel the feelings. There is no right or wrong. Third step. Take a step back. Ask yourself that one question. Will I be feeling the same in five years? That step can even make you realize that leap into the unknown. It's about realizing that it's just a phase. It's all temporary. That there's so much more out there. There's so much more out there, I swear. I promise you. If it helps, researchers also have developed a method which consists in writing down the experience on a paper and then place that paper in a box that has a key or an envelope that you can, you know, close <laughs> and never open again. And it helps to materialize the situation and it may help certain people. So if that could help you in any way, uh, feel free to, to try that too. So this whole podcast episode, just to say that there's many ways to close an event or a situation or to explore these endings and we all have our own way. We all have our own um, ways of dealing with things and ways of seeking closure and um, it's very personal and intimate. So this, this episode is really for you to, to explore a new perspective and to see what can help you and how you can keep on moving anyway because as I mentioned before, we're always moving and I really want you to remember that. And feeling trapped is, um, is temporary. And you do, like your heart has the space, when it's ready, it has the space to go beyond and to see beyond and to do more and to explore more and to um, expand. You have this within you. It's right there. And it's up to you to let this, uh, the rays of your shining heart to, um, to grow bigger and to shine through you, to radiate through you and then towards others. And there is no right or wrong. There is no... Um, right timing really like there's I mean there is you know divine timing of course I believe in that but try not to look for the perfect 
moment because it doesn't exist. It's just, there's no, or rather there's no such thing as the perfect moment. It's just, everything just happens. So believe in that, believe in the happening of things and knowing that everything is about ending and beginning and death and rebirth. And maybe what you can do now is to journal about in what way the situations are part of your growth. That's what I would suggest you to journal about. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, this very spontaneous uh, topic on seeking closures. And if you enjoyed it, then I would love you to rate the podcast and maybe leave a comment or whatever feels good. You can also leave a message in my on my Instagram. That would make me so happy. I love, love, love reading your messages. So please feel free to do so. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being present. And uh, I hug you with my entire body. <laughs>